You're watching KCMI-TV. Well, thank you for joining me today, and I pray this will be a wonderful time for us together to uh, just delve into the Word of the Lord. Uh, I'm going to read today starting in the book of Genesis, chapter 2, and verse 15, it says, And the Lord God took man, put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it, and the Lord God commanded the men, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. And so I, I want to talk to you about tasting the Lord. Uh, from the very beginning, um, you know, everybody that, that watches us and watches my the podcast my wife does, and you always, you always hear this, that um, she says, always talking about cake. And, uh, you know, our, our lives are built around food where, you know, we get up in the morning and have breakfast and then we work till we get to lunch and then we uh, work until it's time in the evening and we have supper and uh, fellowship. There's much, there's fellowship built around food. It's just human nature. And I, but I really think I think that came from God. Uh, I believe God loves food. And uh, when you go back to the scriptures, there's just kind of a line that runs through the scriptures that deals with food and eating. And uh, I think of the verse uh, in Psalms 34 and 8, it says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And then in 1 Peter 2 and 3, it says, You have tasted that the Lord is gracious. I think that the reason so many people uh, don't serve the Lord is they've never tasted him. And it's once, you know, there's a scripture that talks about uh, in the New Testament, people who were addicted to the ministry of the saints. And when you get a taste of Jesus, I mean, when he gets inside of you, you become addicted to him. There is nothing that can replace the presence of the Lord. And it's all about, when the scripture talks about the revelation and the mystery of the ages, it's Christ in us. He gets in us because we eat him. And this one scripture says, He who hungers and thirsts for righteousness shall be filled. And um, you can't go long without food. You're not, you're not going to make it because food gives us our sustenance. It gives us our strength. And when you go back to the Old Testament, when Israel got ready to leave Egypt, God instituted their departure, and he told them, he said, when you get ready to leave, he said, put on your sandals, put on your coat, get ready because you're leaving this land of bondage and slavery, and I'm going to bring you into a new land. But he said, I want you to do something before you go. He said, I need you to kill a lamb and I need you to take his blood and put it on the doorpost of your house. Uh, we know this, that that blood on the doorpost of that house kept the death angel from going into the home and killing the Israelites. And of course, that's a type and a shadow of our hearts. When we've applied the blood of Jesus to our hearts, it keeps the, the angel, the death sin, from coming into our lives. But I wanna go a little bit farther. The Lord said, and then get a lamb, and make sure it's the right size for the amount of people in your house. And then he said, I want you to eat it. He said, you're going to need this. 
And the blood gave them protection, but it was the lamb that they ate that gave them strength for the journey. And God designed this departure about one thing. He said, I need you to eat the lamb because it was a type and a shadow of Jesus Christ. You cannot survive without eating Christ. And everything about the Lord uh, in a spiritual realm, he uses as an analogy to food. Um, when, when God got ready to end I love this about Jesus. When you hear about Jesus, there's so many times that that he's involved in eating. Uh, you find him with his disciples going through the fields eating the corn, and you can find him that uh, he he's hungry and he reaches to the fig tree and doesn't find any figs. But when Jesus got ready to fulfill the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, and of course we know the Bible says that uh, a testament has no power until the testor dies. And so Jesus was getting ready to bring in a new covenant, but that new covenant could never replace the old one until Jesus died. And we find Jesus in, the, in that room with his disciples, and they're celebrating Passover, and it's all about eating. The Bible says that they, that they partook of the bread. And Jesus said this. He said, this is my body. Eat it. And if we go back uh, to the Gospel of John chapter 6, um, where the Lord is sitting there in that room with them, um, Jesus said this. He said, I am the living bread which comes down from heaven if any man eat of this bread he shall live forever and the bread that i will give him is my flesh which i will give for the life of the world uh, so the lord starts out here he says i am the bread and we're shifting over into a spiritual realm now it's not a natural realm of eating we're shifting to a spirit realm and the lord is saying for your spirit man to have eternal life you have to eat me. You got to taste me. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Once you get a taste of the nature of Jesus, of the righteousness of Jesus, nothing else can ever replace that. This is why a lot of people never really seek for a deeper walk with God. They ain't tasted him. They you know, the world is, is giving out so much junk food, and yet people are dying spiritually, and the church is doing the same thing. And yet when you allow people to taste of the presence of the Lord, and so in this same chapter, after Jesus has said, I am the living bread. So many times he, he, he compares himself to food. Why? Because you got a taste of the Lord. Just one bite of the spirit of Jesus will change your life. Verse 53, he says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Remember um, this previous verse, the Lord said, if you want eternal life, you've got to eat my flesh. You've got to drink my blood. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up 
at the last day. Now, it's, this almost sounds like an oxymoron because he's saying, if you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have eternal life. And then he says, but you're going to die. He's not talking about your natural life. He's saying that once you taste of Christ, once you put him inside of you, even though your natural man passes away, your spirit man is feasting on the things of the Lord. He said, for my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. There is, when you eat Christ and Jesus gets inside of you, everything that your spirit man needs, you find in him. And uh, it, it, uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense in one realm, but uh, fasting in the natural, where we don't eat any food at all, and we just present ourselves to the Lord as a living sacrifice. Fasting in the natural is a feast to the spirit man. It's not natural food the Lord's talking about. It's the, it's the denying of the flesh, and when you begin to deny your flesh, you say, Pastor, how do I eat Christ? Deny the flesh and the desires thereof. And when you begin to, this is why fasting is so important. This is why the scripture says some things come about only by prayer and fasting. When you begin to fast, what happens is you pull yourself up to the table of Christ and you begin to eat Jesus and your spirit man begins to be just invigorated by the power of the Lord. And so I love this chapter in John. And he says, as the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. This is why um, you said, then what is, what is the food? It's prayer. It's righteousness. It's reading this book. When, when, you, read, when you sit down and you begin to, to, to read the word of the Lord and you begin to take it in. What you're doing is, Jesus said this. He said, I am the word. When you begin to read this word, what you're doing is you're eating spiritually. This is why David said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. If, if you go for weeks and you don't eat in the natural, what happens? You begin to get weak. I mean, you can go like three of three days. We do a corporate fast every quarter for our church of three days. And I can tell you, uh, by the third day and not eating them, I'm already beginning to feel weakness in my natural body. But you can apply the same principle to the spirit. This is why so many believers become weak. is because they don't eat on a regular basis the spirit realm. They don't eat Jesus. They don't taste of the Lord. They, they don't find time to pray, and they don't find time to digest the word of the Lord. And then when they begin to make their journey through life, they find they're weak, and they stumble, and they cannot navigate the difficulties of life because they've not eaten Christ. You have to eat Jesus in order to be strong in him. And Jesus used food to end the old covenant. That's what he did. He, he gave them the bread. He gave them the wine. And he said, I will not do this again until I do it new in the kingdom of the Lord. And then you go, you go to, the, to the end of the age where the church is raptured out. 
the very end of the church age, the end of grace, where God just speaks a word and the church is raptured out. What is it the Lord does? The very first thing when you and I come into the kingdom of God in heaven, the Bible said there's food. It's called the marriage supper of the Lamb. And God is going to sit down. There's just something beautiful about when a family sits around a table at Thanksgiving or Christmas time and you've prepared a feast and there's no hurry and, and you're eating the food, but it's not just the food. There's an atmosphere that's created to fellowship. And you know what it does? It creates a bond in that family that even though we're eating natural food, there's something that takes place in the emotional realm. And as you eat together, you strengthen yourself. This is why the Lord had him eat together at the Last Supper, because he said, if you'll eat my flesh and drink my blood. Now, we know that wasn't the real flesh and it wasn't the real blood of Jesus. It was a type. But what he was saying is, I'm, I am fulfilling what I told them to do in Exodus when I told them to eat the lamb. You have to eat Christ. And... Um, I think it's in Hebrews. I, I love this verse. Let's see. It's in Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse... Um, it talks, it says, And we've tasted of the heavenly gift. This is in verse 4. And we've been partakers of the Holy Ghost. And um, verse 5, it says, We have tasted the good word of God and the powers. Oh, this is so good. The we've tasted of the powers of the world to come. What's he talking about there? What he's saying is, he says, there's another world coming. And the scripture talks about this, that we need to walk where we are worthy of the world that is to come. There's another world coming, and it's the seventh dispensation. It's, it's the dispensation of, of where God rules and reigns. It's a millennial reign. And in that dispensation, it, the church will have already been raptured, will already return with Christ. And in that age, uh, there'll be no death, no sickness, no disease, no demons. The devil will be bound for a thousand years, and it will literally be heaven on earth. And everything that we do will be powerful in the spirit of the Lord. And the Lord says that when you taste of, of him now in this dispensation of grace, that we're just tasting the age to come, that when we feel God move powerfully in our lives and we see God do a miracle or he heals our body or he answers a prayer that was so critical and we think, oh my, God has done something so amazing. He's saying, honey, he's saying, you just got a taste of how great it's gonna be in the age to come. And right now, as great as God is, as great as it is to be in his presence, as much as I enjoy uh, the spirit of the Lord when he comes on me to preach or prophesy or praying in my heavenly language, as many of you do, and we think, oh, how can it get any better? God's saying, you just taste it. That was just an ordure 
of what is yet to come. And so uh, I want to encourage you, when you fellowship with the Lord, I want you to think in terms of I'm eating Christ. I am partaking of him, that when I eat that, when you eat food, it comes into your system and God designs your body to pull the nutrients from it to sustain you. Same thing in the spirit. When you're praying in the spirit and you're reading the word and you're going to church and, and you're walking in a sacrificial way, you are digesting Christ and all of his power and all of his nature and all of his abilities. Your spirit man is assimilating that, that when you get in difficult times, that you won't fall because you have Christ in you, the hope of glory. So I, I, wanna, I wanna just challenge you. Taste the Lord, give him a shot. You know, God, God can change our appetites. When, you know, when I was a young man, I, there were things I didn't like, vegetables I didn't like. And here I am, you know, uh, approaching 70 now, and I find the things that I didn't like as a young man, I love now. I've developed a taste for them. Develop a taste for Christ because he will sustain you, and out of it he'll give you life, eternal life. Well, God bless you. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to spend time with me. Um, Y'all are great people. Thank you for the wonderful emails you send and the encouragement you give me. Uh, if I never see you on this side, we're going to sit together the Merry Supper of the Lamb. It's going to be a great time. God bless you. For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.